Welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, here with Lucy. Hi, Ben. Hey. Where am I? What podcast is this? It, uh, it's a podcast where we talk about games and we drink some beers. So, in true oh, Lucy really? style, you've played no games, you've <laughs> got no beers. <laughs> okay, to be fair, I forgot about beers, but yeah, the games are my fault. That's I hate to break it to you, but forgetting about beers is also your <laughs> also fault. Like, I'm not saying it's a big fault, but pretending like there's a difference. It, that was... Okay, pl- not playing games is more of a conscious kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, that's fair. Whereas forgetting the beers was completely subconscious. <laughs> I mean, I just ha- I wouldn't have beers if it wasn't the fact that I had random ones in my fridge. That's um, fair. Because I, I wasn't I also... expecting to record today. Mm. Yeah, no, you weren't. And we're joined by Adol. Hey. Oh, hey, yeah. I'm the guy who waits to be introduced. <laughs> um, I, I panic bought as well. Um, and my beers uh, are supermarket beers. Uh, we're going to do uh, um, a similar show, I suppose, to last week. A little bit longer, but only one episode this week. So uh, did we, we only had one beer each last week, didn't we? But we can probably fit in a couple if it's just you and I, Adol. Uh, mm. drinking with the time we have to describe so why don't we kick in with those beers first uh, I'm going to jump straight in with a double dry hopped IPA so these beers are from Morrison's uh, I haven't been I haven't looked at Morrison's beers for a long time um, but they had about five or six new ones that I hadn't seen mm. before um, I had a few uh, uh, last night and I picked these uh, two um, to uh, drink on the podcast the first one is Order of the North which is a Northern Monk beer it's a collaboration 7% double dry hopped IPA uh, and a collaboration with Rivington um, who have got like a, a a bull's sort of skull as their logo with an upside down kind of bottle mm. in between it um, I don't think I've had anything very steakhousey. yes it is quite steakhousey. yeah mm. I don't think I've had anything from Steak. Rivington um but the flavour text basically just says double dry hopped IPA. It's about the only thing that is dry up here. It's got Idaho 7, Azaka, Strata and Citra in it. That's it. That's all they give us. Cool. Fine. I shall open this up. Um, Adol, what are you drinking? I have this beer and I am not even sure if we just talked about it or if one of us had had it before. But I oh. didn't. So that's all that matters. It was in my fridge. It's the Dundalk Bay Brewery's Brewmaster Premium Irish Nitro Stout. I think we did discuss it, yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I, couldn't re- I knew yeah. we talked about it, but I didn't think someone had it. But mm. then I couldn't remember, and I realized it doesn't matter. Again, it was the one in my fridge. <laughs> um, it is 4.2%, a 440 mil can. Um, that's really all she says. Um, yeah, so I'm going to crack this Nitro Stout. Nice. Um, I don't know why, but it really feels extreme having the nitro. I guess because nitrous, maybe that's what's making me think nitro stout is something like fast and or furious. I mean, you, it's you, actually very smooth. It's a very you, smooth talker. You, you are meant I mean, to pour it, it the, fast, it, aren't you? It says smooth pour. Okay. Aren't you meant to with with nitro ones? Aren't you meant to like dump it in, basically just up upend it straight into the can? Well, find out as fast as possible. Oh. I mean, it's not oh, heading. That's nice. Uh, That's a nice pour. That's a very, yeah, very good yeah. pour. It's very nice. Oh, yeah, that was like an effortless pour. I mean, 
I think I actually made it get more head by being tentative at the very end. Mm. Mm. Oh, but yeah, actually, look at that. I'll go and yeah, kick, kick, kick straight in with your beer then, as we're as we're enjoying how delectable it looks. Ah, it um, oh, it smells nice and sweet. It's almost like um, they've got like a roasted malty, yummy stouty notes, but then like almost like a layer of demerara on oh, top. Yeah. Just a nice like, very distinct sort of brown sugar sweetness, mm-hmm. which just makes it nice and round. And then you get the burnt afterwards. Yeah. Oh. It is as creamy as that looked. It's nice and velvety. Again, it's only a 4.2%, but it has enough creaminess to make it give it that viscous, velvety feel that I bang on about and I usually, is usually reserved for, or at least very much more easily attainable by high ABV stouts. Um, Mm -hmm. You can tell it's a bit lighter in the finish, it sort of finishes a bit wet so that initial taste has got that velvety sort of thicker feel but then it finishes and you're like oh yeah I can see it and with that it the um, roasted notes feel a bit weaker but they mm-hmm. last they still last quite a bit long so mm. I guess because it has such a lovely initial taste I'm expecting sort of a stronger more boisterous finish but it actually finishes as long as a more uh, sort of a, a higher ABV stout. It's just a much subtler finish. So it's nice. like two rungs down from where I was expecting, like the strength of those roasted malts to be. Mm-hmm. And again, just a tint of uh, like acridity, and then just a lovely finish. And I think I suspect that might actually build a bit once my pal gets used to it. It will, will feel less. The fact that it is a bit weaker will matter less just because I'll, I'll, my palate will have it in it, I hope, anyway. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. really tasty. Um, and easily, because it is a thinner on that finish, um, even though I have those lingering notes, I could just, I want to taste this more. So this is one of those beers which really lends itself to drinking you drinking it quicker, not because it's forcing you because it's like drawing you out, but just because it's like, oh, I really like that burst of flavor at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I kind of, and it works really well with the, with the lingering finish. I kind of just want to refill on that taste. Yeah, nice, nice. Oh, it's good to have a stout like that. I don't think I've had a nitro stout for ages. I think I, I had, uh, the last one I had was the Siren one, one of the Caribbean oh, yeah. chocolate cake, and that was my favorite out of that. Uh, their um, release was it last year? I was going to say, was that this year or was it last year? <laughs> yeah, I think it was last year. Yeah, like November or something. Cause, yeah, because it's November or something like that. They put them out, but so yeah, yeah. That's that was my pick out of those. Um, mm. And yeah, it's, that was very nice. It's, it's interesting. so smooth and creamy. It's interesting that people don't do more nitro stouts. Yeah, mm. yeah. Wish they did. Yeah. Yeah, it would be good, but maybe we just need to seek them out more. Maybe people are doing them and we just don't notice them as much, perhaps. Because as we tend to do, we go towards the higher ABV stouts a lot of the time. So we have that bigger body, we have that creaminess with them. So maybe we're just missing out on something that's you know nitro-y and maybe a little bit uh, a little bit lower in, in ABV, perhaps. Add a Guinness in Suffolk, if that counts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah? Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> it does, yeah. It's a. Bit, oh, I think it does, yeah. And it's. Um, I think it only doesn't count as a snob. True. Yeah, I mean, like, um, when you're in the middle of nowhere, 
Um, and there's a pub, and everything else looks pretty dire. Um, and you've been sucking on the saisons prior mm. to that. Um, Guinness goes a long way. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, this this beer, not a Guinness. Um, double dry hopped IPA, all of the north. Doesn't have a very big nose. I expected mm. something bigger. It was. It, 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 it's, I mean, it's double dry hopped. You, you'd expect something to be on the nose. So there was that mm. little bit of tropical fruit, maybe a little bit of mango that was wafting off of the nose, but it was very, very light. It wasn't big at all. And kind of in the flavour, it's lost a little bit. Now that mango nose, that really tropical kind of mango nose, it isn't quite there. Um, this isn't very juicy, but it's almost like trying to be. And I always have a... I, again, I don't know whether it is the whole, like, we've had to bash out 40,000 cans for a supermarket versus mm. we've only made 10,000 or however many litres we've made on this kit over here, which we're sending out to bottle shops and all of these kinds of things. Or, you know, just that, that mass kind of scale in terms of kind of trying to get up to a 7% beer but doing it on uh, on such a large scale kind of has just weakened things down a little bit. It's got that uh, a little bit of orange in there, but it's it's almost you know when we have some of these weaker beers, some of these really lighter kind of you know when you're looking at three or four percent um, pales, which have that like orange squash kind of quality to them. That just that little bit of a weak flavour. This has that. This has that little bit of weakness to it. Um, got a little, as I say, a little hint of orange in there. There's a little bit of mango as well, just to bolster a little bit of a tropical note. But kind of towards the end, they start to fade a little bit, and then there's this almost like pithy kind of after flavour. You know, when you've got right down to the, uh, you're eating an orange. And you've just eaten all of the flesh, and suddenly you're kind of right down towards where the rind meets, and it's that kind of pithiness that you're sort mm-hmm. of getting with there. A little bit of a zest as well, perhaps, that's just in that kind of finish, which isn't unpleasant at all, but it isn't a exciting flavour. Um, it just exists and is there. And you're like, oh yeah, bit of orange, like I've eaten an orange, basically, and it's 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 on the turn slightly. Yeah. It's a little bit bitter. Yeah, it's not the fruitiest orange you've had. It's one that I was just like, eh. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. At least I had an orange. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my, my five a day. C. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I can quite class this as uh, as doing any kind of healthy yeah. kick for me. Uh, but I'm going to drink it nonetheless. Yeah. And we can launch into talking about video games. Mm. Um, uh, adult, as it's probably fresh. In your um, memory, uh, do you want to talk about the game that you streamed yesterday? For sure. Which I've um, been calling like Urugun, Uragun, Urugun. I'm pretty sure it's Uragun. You are. Oh, oh, clever, clever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you play as a mech which wakes up an AI in a, a mech that powers up and then bumps into an AI, which tells you the world's gone to shit, and you're looking. All you're doing is looking for your pilot, and they're like. Humans aren't really around anymore, and there's a bunch of corrupt AIs. Oh, but it's a it um, Titanfall. So that's how I think it's your gun. <laughs> um, 
But, um, so, it says, uh, so, take control of a friendly but deadly mech unit, face endless hordes of corrupt machines, gear up, and improvise your way out of trouble in this action-packed, futuristic, top-down shooter. And, yeah, I played for a couple hours. Um, we got the code from Cool to Play, who is the dev and publisher. Um, and uh, it's in early access, but it, early access came out, I think, this week, basically. Right, so it's full um, release this week. Yeah, on the 12th, yeah, so like day of. And so I think mm -hmm. that's why the uh, devs came, uh, a handful of them came and watched me play their game, not so great. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's really cool. So it's, again, top-down tank controls, very key keyboard yeah. and mouse. So you're aiming with the mouse, and your W is always up, not forward. Right. Um, took a while. It took a bit for me to get used to that again. Um, really nice aesthetic. Uh, you start in sort of a deserty thing, but then uh, later levels are in like cities, and you're like on like Hong Kong rooftops, hmm. uh, and like really like nice, simple, clean design. Um, all the enemies are sort of blackish robots with red glowing bits, so it's really easy to spot them. So as things get frenetic, you're not like lost. Mm -hmm. um, you start with a minigun, which has sort of I'd say like a third of the screen range, and then you sort of within a level get like a rocket launcher which will just keep going and it it has three rockets and then it takes some time to like build up uh and you have a couple mechanics like heat you have like four basically enemies drop little glowing balls and they disappear quicker than you want mm -hmm. but if you pick them up you, they're heat and you fill up four circles of heat up to four circles of heat on your um underneath your health bar and then you can't pick up anymore f will you heal like maybe a fifth of your health with a full heat circle, E will do like an uh, basically in the first few levels you get a, a a weapon which is like an explosion around you which kills most things or does a lot of damage uses up a full heat. Uh, later you pick up a grenade version of that where you now will lob that explosion away from you mm -hmm. so you can proactively do it instead of waiting for yourself to get beat up. Um, and then you also get like a bullet time overdrive mode um, which is on a different th thing and there's a score multiplier. So you kind of have this incentive of like not getting hit to get your multiplier mm -hmm. up, and it does the ABC ranking at the end. I was not good enough to really care about that, but I did continuously <laughs> forget about heat, which um, or not heat overdrive, which mm -hmm. way made it much more difficult because on things like end of there's like a some of the levels are like blow up these small mini towers and then destroy the control tower. It, it, it interferes with communications and the lore or whatever, right? But it's a big tower and the enemies will infinitely spawn until you kill it, but on that first time I hit one of those, every other level you kind of just cleared out enemies. Mm -hmm. And so I was like basically not hitting the tower much and just dying uh, until one of the devs was like, shoot the tower! And I was like, oh, I get it. This is a different type of level. I'm never going to run out of bad guys. I'm an idiot. Um, but, you know, I, so you shoot the tower down, um, that type. There's like So there's some variety in the levels. Um, there's also the levels have will tell you at the start like on the basically the mini map will be like there are three information modules and one memory thing and the memory thing is like pages of a graphic novel that's explained the plot uh but the information modules are like your unlock currency and so you mm. know if you've missed any and they're usually in like random places on the map and so the first level I got one of them and I was like, oh, I'll just go back and then get all three. And then I was, and once I got into the pattern of it, I was not, never really missing them. And you can, you always teleport out. So you can kind of 
stop and be like, I don't think I've looked around all the way and sort of root around before the level you officially end okay. the level, even though all the bad guys are gone. Yeah. Which is a nice touch. Um, that And those are the things that like five of those things will open up uh, your first upgrade spot on a weapon and then 10 on the next upgrade spot. And there's three upgrade spots total, but you still have to get the modules, the upgrade bits, yep. and those will be somewhere in the level. So it's like a nice tiered way of making sure you can't, like you will scale with the difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite fun. It's nice. It's it's. I'd say it's breezy. I mean, you get three lives or four lives, I think. Uh, and I definitely needed them in some levels. Basically, the thing that was difficult was there was some very frenetic levels that they clearly designed with the idea of you've killed enough enemies, you've built up your overdrive meter. Now you can start like using it. It's basically like hit shift to start it, hit shift to end it, kind of thing. Um, Kind of so, like, kind of like Max Payne bullet time, right? Mm-hmm. Except I kept when it was so frenetic, I kept forgetting about it. Um, so I was trying to like face roll the bits that they had designed to be difficult, except they gave you a tool. Yes, yeah, I'm not very good at video games, we all know this. Um, <laughs> well, it's those but, kind of like extra abilities, isn't it? For and I'm finding this with the game I'm going to talk about later as well. Is there's kind of all of these extra bits that are. Um, not subservient to the kind of main thrust of the gameplay they're there to enhance what you're doing but they're not going to be there kind of all the time and they're not built in enough that you go cool, cooldown's done, do it, cooldown's done do it, cooldown's done, do it it's, it's, it's not quite in that same sort of vein as being like here's my special attack done, uh, yeah. you know it kind of is But well yeah and so I think also just because like with the heat, because it's both health and uh, offense and defense sort of mm. thing, and it's literally four sort of yellow circles underneath the health bar, you're glancing to make sure you're not dying. And as soon as you do that, you're like, ah, oh, I have a cup. Like, I have three heat bars lived up, and I'm half my health. I'm just going to immediately hit heal now because yeah. all that information is there. And then besides the health bar is your multiplier number, and in a, in a circle around it are a bunch of ticks that slowly bring up built up. But like I'm not gonna waste my bullet time on the early parts of the game, so I just and I I'm not playing for points, so yeah. I kind of as I got used to the ebbs and flows of the game, I like got used to not caring about the far top left corner, so I just kept forgetting it was there. That's on me a bit, but I also think part of that is, in the same way that the heat is really nicely tied to the health and like in the same visual part. Also, if I didn't have such a stupidly big screen, I think it might be easier to have seen all the bits. I will, I'll will own that part. The fact that I'm gesturing over up out of camera at the corner of the screen it is. Um, but the one, I will say also on the UI in those like information modules, the collectibles that are actual like, currency for upgrading, when you're done the level, I couldn't figure out how to check. There wasn't a right. way of checking if I had got all three Either I finish the level and it's like, you got two, or I find the last mm. one because what happens is you pick one up and then it pops up an outline of one of three or two of three of them in the top right, or actually it's in the middle, and then it fades away. Mm. There's no way to like hit tab or something and be like, do you have all the things? Which is just like a quality of life thing. It's in early access, so I really hope that they fix that. If there's like, like I said, something like tab or or just like a va- faint outline that's always there it's not going to interfere in the top right in the same way you have the hud the, the rest of the hud in the top left just some way so that you don't have the feels bad of i think i hunted around i'm pretty sure i got all three hit end a level oh i didn't yeah yeah my um but yeah it was really fun uh 
and I actually, I will say one last bit, which is that um, my time with Elden Ring helped me with struggling against this game. Oh. Because you can't face roll too many thing bosses in Elden Ring, and you have to, like, calm yourself down and look for the patterns. And it was like... It was uh, watching the VOD uh, it must be really interesting because there was some some runs against these bosses where it's like they have like three giant health segments and it's like almost two full health segments and I haven't been hit and then I just die three times in a row and you could just see the like you stopped reading the patterns you got hit and that threw you off your game you could just see that in the ebbs and flows mm. and and again I thank the devs who showed up in the and the rest of chat who are like oh man no worries like one of them was just like I didn't get that far on my first attempt on that boss don't worry and i was like oh it's nice to have twitch chat not be like good good but yeah. be like oh you're doing great so that's i nice. really appreciated nice. that um but yeah how uh, like how fast and, and frenetic is the is the game is it kind of uh, i had a quick look on steam and one of the games that um pops up saying it's similar is something like Helldivers, which is quite a plodding quite a slow movement kind of game and doesn't really get into that kind of like bullet hell or I suppose like horde mode kind of thing. Yeah. Where where's sort of Eurogun sit? So uh, one of the things that's nice is uh, the first ability you get is actually like a dash, like a, and then mm. it takes a few seconds to reload. You just kind of jet over. It's also how you can cross like pits and stuff. And I wish it took. I, I get why it takes a while to recharge because some of the boss fights. What, what I would I would I would like realize I was a bit behind and dodging the explosion, and then. On instinct, being like, oh, I might get hit by this. I'll hit space. But the problem is, after it's done the explosion, the boss went underground and then would jump out at you. And the only way to, like, dodge that is when you see the smoke coming, be able to get out of the way. Mm. Um, and I, I, I knew the pattern and I was helpless because I had pre-used the dash. But overall, I would say that it's not bullet helly. Uh, I think oh. the, it's. I found it really interesting that the two really tough spots I had were mostly these like boss moments where it gets really intense. And like I said, I feel like they were designed with like, you should have, you'll probably have a full overdrive or you have this tool to slow things down. Because what's nice is it tends to be waves of smaller enemies, which if you like time a rocket the right way, a, they'll drop a bunch of heat. Um, and, and if you don't have bullet time on, you rush in to get the heat and you realize that your rocket explosion you know, it's like a triangle, let's say, of 15 of them, and you've killed 12 of them, and then you're like, oh, the heat disappears really quack, and quick, and I need that because I'm low on health. Mm -hmm. Rush in, get hit by two or three of them, lose a lot of health, then pick it up. Um, and, like, if I had remembered the overdrive, I think you, I, that's the kind of the time I think they want you to use it, right? So then you can go in, dodge around the guy, pick up the heat, maybe shoot him with your minigun, and now you're net positive on heat and maybe can hit, use it to heal... And that's how you're yep. supposed to... Yep. But I think because the majority of levels tend to be small waves of medium-sized groups or a couple, or, or like two or three tougher guys, okay. and then a, a little bit of a break, and then a wave of a bunch of little guys and a medium tough guy or you know, like, like that type of thing. And, it's, and then I got into the flow of that. So like one of the levels, I barely got hit. And then I hit the like end game, the, the last act of that level, and just got lost two lives so quickly. So I think there's a bit of a pacing mismatch there, but um, I think it, it it's it's the fact that I wasn't using one of the tools which would help in that circumstance. But I do yeah. think it feels a bit more bullet helly, but not like it's not a bullet hell game, and it's it only feels that way just because it's sort of 
it feels like a ramp up in the same level mm -hmm. in a way that I found not easy to deal with. But again, I will preface this with I kept forgetting there was a tool designed for this. But I also think there's a game balance way of maybe helping introduce that, making sure that overdrive gets used more. Um, I mean, I had the devs in reminding me over and over and I couldn't. So it just might just be an Adil problem. But um, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Who knows? Who's to say? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, if you do get five minutes spare to jump back into the game, I'd be interested because it says there's partial controller support on Steam. I'd be interested to see what your thoughts are on playing with a pad as well, because well, you didn't put. Who plays these games with a mouse and keyboard? I mean, yeah. it, it sounds like a twin stick shooter, right? Yeah. And and, well, and this is kind of. <laughs> It's, it's, it's one of the genres we talked about last week where I'm like, I really want a twin stick shooter. Mm, Lucy's just gone. She's done. She's had enough. She's resting. She's, <laughs> I can only see her hat. Um, but it, it kind of it sounds interesting in that sort of sense that I you know, want something to fill that little space. And if this feels good on a pad, then I think, you know, like Helldivers did. Helldivers felt good on the pad and if it can sit in that same sort of space and it's more of a sort of a twin stick shooter especially as a sort of a single player experience and like Helldivers which was much better as a kind of a co-op uh, experience mm. then um, then yeah it, it intrigues me more and more So I'll, I'll definitely uh, take some time uh, and try that out honestly I was expecting it to be a controller game and mm. it said partial support on Steam and I was like it's in early access says partial sport so for the stream I'm, I'm just not even gonna i'll just use the mouse yep. and keyboard yeah that's fair. also mm -hmm. we all know that fair enough. Yeah. i'm very comfortable living in the mouse and keyboard world <laughs> um, so it's not like i was like twisting my own arm like oh no i have to do that thing that i feel much more at home with although frankly elden ring again is like just the sheer amount of hours putting into a game in a row with with a mouse and keyboard I'm like all oh, right this or no without a mouse and keyboard with a controller it's like right i can do this this is fine <laughs> i can live like in the both first spaces. time i use hmm? i can you can live in both spaces oh great yeah and i have for several years i just grew up not playing with joystick joypad joy what do we call those things joysticks joysticks yeah yeah to me joysticks are like the yeah grip it on an arcade analog game. sticks yeah, there we go. Um, and so, yeah. even though it's not the case, because I've been playing controller games for a long time now, um, I still well, forget. I didn't always have joysticks, let me have you know, so it's not like oh, I... The, the, the first uh, console had a joystick. Or did it have, or was it the, the, the twist? No, okay. no. The first console was the twisty knob, wasn't it? Was yeah. it the twisty knob? That would yeah. break out was the twisty knob. I thought Pong was still... Mm. Hey Twitch, I was not alive we in the seventies, so that's immaterial anyway. <laughs> yeah, fair. We need My to first console was the NES. It had no, it had buttons. Yes. Yes, I'm talking from the yeah. NES. Uh, the same. Uh, yeah. mine, if you can learn, even to, with mine being the Mega Drive, still buttons. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you can learn to play Mega Drive, with Mega Drive control, you can learn to play anything. Really. <laughs> it's like twenty buttons. Yeah, it was a joystick it. with one button. Okay. Okay. Well, but was it again, one of those little joysticks? You know. <laughs> so basically, you're doing it with just your thumb and forefinger. No, no, of... it was. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, uh, again, not. I'm just gonna. Look how big your joystick is. 
<laughs> and how to push your button? What? No, stop it. Um, yeah, have you got any uh, any final thoughts on on Eurogun um, or, or Lucy? Have you got any final questions to to uh, hammer at all? No, I was I was thinking it looks like um, you mentioned Hell Divers Ben. I was like, oh, it looks like Alienation from House Marking. Mm, it's just mm. we don't get enough of um, top-down games. It's all right. Yeah, it's not. I, I mean, I prefaced the stream with this, like, not my usual type of game, but I really liked it, mm-hmm. and, and it reminded me, you know, not in the sort of the inverse of last week. Right? Sometimes it's not your genre; you should just play it. Um, because I had a lot of fun, and I think I got better at it as the stream went mm-hmm. on. Um, and I was like, and it was very fun. Um, that don't want to say game? the word disposable. What I mean is, like, it was nice. It's a. It's something I could have as a short burst of fun. You know there is lore, um, but obviously most of the emphasis is just on the like the in the moment gameplay. I don't think oh. the developers would deny that like you're not in this to find necessarily all the comics pages. Mm. Most people would just play the levels, enjoy them, enjoy the upgrades. My I unlocked near the end of the stream uh, like the a plasma disc, which was a slow moving rotating disc that sort of went oh, out and then nice. came back into you. Um, and I was like, I should probably not go into this boss fight level with this instead of the minigun. But I passed the last level with it, so let's find it out. And it was just a travesty. But I like the I like the flexibility. It's like, turns out a giant worm that comes out of the ground shoots a bunch and then disappears and then drops some modules. It's not going to stay still long enough for you to shoot your th- slow moving disc at. Yeah. Uh, it was it was like, oh, I don't feel like I'm improved this game at all. <laughs> um, but uh, but I like that there are these different. There's also there's different upgrades i think you can upgrade more or get more weapon mods than you have slots and you have like mm-hmm. body body mods you have piercings um you have like mods that are for the core of the mech that aren't based on some weapon and you can you only carry two weapons and i already had three so i'm really hoping it kind of you can evolve a, di- a a build or a play style um yeah, so I'm really looking forward to it, and like I said, like I will play this more, and I'll let you know on the gamepad. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm the one thing that I might might slow me down is just the fact that the, that like it's early access, and if it's a, a nice tight game, sometimes you just want to like wait to get mm-hmm. the fully polished one uh, version. Um, so we'll, we'll see, but I'll definitely come back to it, and I don't say that for every first look game, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was just going to jump back on to... There is a demo on Steam, if anyone is interested, uh, as well at the moment. It says it's in early access. I don't think... Uh, All it says is approximately how long will it be in early access. Likely, Most likely around 12 to 18 months. Um, Mm. So the release Mm. date was, as you say, yesterday. So yeah, yeah, you're probably looking at it being in early access for about a year or something like that. So. Yeah, and I, I don't. It, it struck me they weren't like a ginormous team, but it's it's, mm-hmm. it's quite. What I liked was it was a full game in early access, right? Like yeah, yeah. there was plot mission. I'm I'm curious, like you know, maybe they'll put voiceover on some of the dialogue. Who knows? Doesn't really matter because uh, I don't think you need that. I'm just saying, like, there's you could see spots where that might be the case, but already it's a full game and and it's doing the thing you want out of this sort of top-down mech shooter. Um, you're a gun, <laughs> except you're not because you're a mech which holds a minigun and sometimes doesn't even hold a gun, holds a rocket launcher and a plasma disc thing. Mechs <laughs> are just big guns. <laughs> um, well, but that would be extremely pedantic. 
Yes. It's fun. A little. A little. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't yes. notice there was a demo. I definitely think you should give it a check a check out if there's a demo. Yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely. I think it's twelve ninety nine on early access right now. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Good. Um, it, it, kind of your experience leads quite well into my experience with uh, Weird West, which mm. I've been sort of um, plugging away at. Uh, in that, I've played it both with a pad and with mouse and keyboard. And I prefer both for different things. Um, just, just you're one, turning it to me. One hand controller, one hand. <laughs> and that's it. Nice and just sit here with sort of like you, you, a, you yeah. hunt and pack with your pinkies while holding the controller. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then like an, when uh, the mouse is needed, you nose it. I was going to say I might have to get another appendage involved, but I, I meant more like mm. toes rather than you know mm, uh, toes. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure how good the ability to, to, to use that other appendage would be in gaming awful probably but anyway um, <laughs> so uh, Weird West yes um, it is a kind of like again talking about uh, another genre that I missed last week the old CRPG mm. this has elements of, of, of kind of being a CRPG but it's a little bit more fluid, I would say. It's not like sort of turn-based combat and things like that. It's very on-the-moment kind of uh, combat. It's an action game, really, just with that kind of slightly isometric top-down view to it. Mm. Uh, but lots of kind of role-playing within it, um, lots of uh, choice. It's a little bit of uh, um, kind of a borders like immersive sim, right? So there's lots of different ways that you can potentially progress through the sort of the levels and things. You know, you can either go in kind of guns blazing, you can stealth your way sort of through the, the, the level and characters have different abilities to be able to kind of help with that. So you can you can spec builds towards this kind of thing. But the interesting thing with uh, Weird West is that you start off as one character and you play through their sort of story. So you, you start off as a bounty hunter and you um, have to find your husband who's been kind of kidnapped by a local gang um, who are getting people to give over to cannibals, essentially. Um, Yay, but they're not cannibals finally. because they're like beasts. They're like humans who can then so turn into these... Humanoids. Yeah, they're, they're, they're humans who mm-hmm. turn into then mm-hmm. slightly werewolves. humanoidy kind of... Not werewolves yet. I haven't encountered the werewolves, mm. but they're definitely there. Um, God, there are werewolves. Well, the, the whole... The, <laughs> the world is like... Um, it's it, it's the Wild West, but it's kind of like an eldritch Wild West. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. how weird. So, yeah. Uh, which I love. I absolutely love the setting. It's really cool, yeah. and it, it, it adds to so much of the flavor if it wasn't just sort of like a, a Wild West or a you know, Wild West set kind of game. Because um, then it would just be Desperados. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's, it would. That's what it reminded me of in the in oh. some of the stylings. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, what was I saying? Humanoids. Come uh, cannibal. Intro. Oh, you you basically start off as the as the first character and you play through her story and i got to the end of that and i have now jumped to another character 
So I'm, I, I've done about, I think about seven hours of gameplay with this first character. And I've mm. now jumped to a pig man. Oh, so it's that game you like, Mutant Year Zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, almost. But um, uh, like it's interesting in that, unlike Mutant Year Zero, uh, where they're all kind of mutants and live in this society, that I go into a town and everyone in the town's like, I'm not talking to you, you're a fucking pig man. Now, nah, mate. Yeah, the, the pigmen come and steal people from towns. and, and you This know. is just an allegory for poli- the police, isn't it? So, yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, the sheriffs are quite brutal in this anyway as well. Um, but it, it's interesting that it, it continues the, like, the overarching story on. Hmm. And actually, it continues it in time. So I got to, say, like, day 12 with, uh, hmm. with the first character. And then when I went in as the pigman... I go into day 13. So it then continues the the world. So the state that I left the world in with that first character is then the state that I come into with the uh, with the new character. So if I haven't killed certain characters, then they'll be in the world still for uh, to either foil or get in the way of the pigman or uh, and, and there's five characters as well that you can see at least from the upgrades screen. And it's built in a way which um, kind of ta- is tailored towards having a nice little build for each character, but also having a, hmm. a, a broader build to getting or, or feeling more powerful with the later characters. So there's two upgrades: one which you can just upgrade the character that you're playing, or one where you can upgrade certain things that will carry across all of the characters. So can you give an example of what? One of the latter ones. So, uh, so the 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 latter ones are I spent and you you, you pick up um, like Ace of Spades cards in the in the world, and I can then use those to upgrade my jump ability. So I might be able to jump a little bit higher or take less fall damage. And that's all of you. And that would then views. be all of the characters. And there's three uh, three stages to each of these upgrades. Uh, another one is that um, like shopkeepers uh, give you better discounts. Um, or buy stuff off you for more money. Um, is there lore that explains why these upgrades magically upgrade no, both? Not yet, oh, yeah. no. It's weird. It's weird. it's weird, mate. It's weird. I just like the idea yeah. that, like, well, for the discount one, it's like, yeah, your your pig man found this badge that <laughs> is the discount badge, and he wears it on his sleeve, just like, you know, the jumping, I don't know how you would be like, ah, uh, yes. For some reason, the pigman jumps high too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, so there there is a bit of an explanation in that the game starts off with you're a character sat in a chair, and there's lots of kind of occult people around you chatting, um, and basically saying, "Hey, we're going to now put you. We're going to make you do this," and then you you become the bounty hunter and you go through. And then when the bounty hunter story finishes, it goes back to that room, and you're another. You're a character sat in, in the chair. And it then has a picture on the wall, which is the silhouette of the pigman. And they're like, you're now going to be this character. And so they're three. Are you so, the same person in the chair? So it potentially it's the same person, but there's a hood up, so you can't tell. Uh, and, and and graphically, well, there's yeah. there's a lot of detail, but it's quite loose in sort of the um, sort of perspective. So you can, I would assume it's the same character within the chair. And whether that's a, a, a being being thrust into the body of each of these characters. I, I, it's going to be an amalgam of all these creatures and it's going to look horrid. It's, like, it's going to be the same person yeah. that just were wearing a pigman. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I think I think it jumps right. So you you start off because it's 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 weird. It's set in the Wild West. So you start off as the bounty hunter. So you're like a human. You're using guns a lot of the time and this sort of stuff. Now I'm the pig man. I have some of the abilities which you can upgrade, which are specific to the pig man, which is like run in and do a ground pound on the uh, kind of enemies or charge at them to do more damage or absorb. You can have bullets that bounce off of you for 10 seconds. You almost get like thicker skin because you've got pig skin, which is actually very close to human skin. Anyway, Mm -hmm. but uh, um, it would be interesting to see. Like crackling. He's slightly fried, so he's just got this nice yeah. sheen to him. Um, Gosh, I might need to be. <laughs> well, it's really interesting that uh, lots of characters really don't like the pig man. I've walked into maps, and people have, and coming back to the police allegory, someone has text has popped up over their head saying, "Why can I smell bacon?" And and these yeah. kinds, there's lots of this kind of stuff, and and. Someone, one of the other characters I tried to talk to, and they basically just, well, I think verbatim said, fuck off, bacon, or something, you know, something very similar to that. So, like, it's interesting to have that difference in how your character is then perceived within the same kind of persistent world. Yeah. What, um, have you met other pig people? Uh, Yeah, so the start of a pig man's journey, you are surrounded by other pig people. Uh, oh. You're special because you can talk, but I would imagine that's because you are this other being so, potentially wait, so, that's gone into the body of said. Oh, so so pick people don't normally talk. No, so it's not like mutant. No, they years. they grunt. I'm just thinking of man bear pig. <laughs> <laughs> half man, half bear, half pig. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's it, it's. Oh kind of one where it's almost saying yes you're this character but and within these other uh, you know surrounded by these other things but we're trying to set you as uh, you know aside from the rest of them almost there's something different about you and that's again part of that overarching kind of plot running through with whoever it is that's sat in that chair mm. um but as i say i had a couple of uh not problems with the controls but i got i, I started playing on the pad and it's it's quite fluid on the pad. It's quite nice, but the the shooting, which is hold down the shoulder button to aim, because you're in that top down view, you then spin the left stick line. around, so you're in a straight line mm. pointing around, right? And it's quite slow. That's never great. Yeah. Also, because the the no, it's the left the left stick points around and makes you move, but the right or oh, maybe the right no, no no right here we go. This is how it works. <laughs> Left stick is movement, right stick is camera, and camera can 360 all the way around. When you hold down aim, the right stick, uh, so hold down the the left trigger, and the right stick then becomes where you are pointing to, to aim, but it fixes the camera in position. So if I'm suddenly like, right, I fixed the camera, I'm aiming, I'm shooting at a person here, but there's someone just coming from over there as well. I can aim around, but I can't quite see them. And I'm finding I'm like pulling off the aim button quite a lot to then swing the camera around and then aiming back and then sort of almost shooting at them, kind of almost in a straight line. So I'm, I'm using the camera more than I'm using the stick to aim uh, around with to shoot. Whereas when I jumped on mouse and keyboard, you're just using the mouse to point where you want. And it's so much more steady 
than using the stick, which right. w- which wobbles slightly over the top of someone as I'm holding in that, that kind of direction yeah. to point towards it. Whereas with the mouse, it was like, pang, 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 pang. That's always a really rough, like, aiming system on when it, in most games. It, it, sometimes it's just too sensitive, yep. and sometimes it's just too laboured and never changing the uh, um, sensitivity because... You know, you might be changing the sensitivity of the camera then or whatever. Yes. Rather than just the aim. Yeah, uh, yeah not great. Um, but, given this is an immersive sim, mm-hmm. are you always... I mean, must we have ways to engage in combat other than just shooting? So. There are. So there's, there's uh, like, throwables, like dynamite and molotovs. And uh, mm-hmm. there's, like, electricity traps as well. So I've occasionally gone into an area and it's it's full of water, like a mine, and it's flooded, so it's full of water, and the enemies are in the water. It's like throw an electricity trap because they're all wet, so they take extra damage mm. from electricity. There's lots of barrels around, uh, like oil barrels, so you can kick over an oil barrel, get the enemies to come. They're covered in oil, chuck a Molotov at them, and they'll take extra damage. So there's, ah, there's nice. a, you can also stealth and uh, knock people out without using a weapon, mm. so you can do a stealth takedown almost. Um and there's other sort of, you know, there's melee combat and things as well. But you could run through some areas without kind of killing or hurting anyone because you're only in that area to get an item, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the levels I've just done, I did over and over and over again because there's mm-hmm. guys patrolling around this big house and I had to get into a room on the other side to go and get something. And constantly getting caught but because I've got a side mission which says don't get caught I can't just kill everybody and then go Ah. and get the item that I needed so you can kind of I could ignore that and I could just shoot everybody and go and get what I wanted but I'm like no I want to do it this kind of way I want to be able to do the the extra sort of side mission as well because doing the side mission has or at least the way it's sold to you, has positive implications for the other people that are within this area. And so I can do that, and then potentially in a few days' time go back to the area, and it would be different if I didn't then do that mission. Yeah. So I want to see those like changes in state of the different areas based mm. on my actual actions, which is something we talked about a lot, right? You're, you're, you want the world to change based upon what you're doing. And obviously that is the immersive mm-hmm. sim, um, yeah, that kind of permanence is uh, mm. sounds really cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't know this game had that. Like, yeah, me neither. I've players. heard of a few things, but nothing. Mm-hmm. nothing about that side. Yeah, that's that sounds that... really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, sort of the final point. As I, again, it's it's like five characters. Uh, the first one took me about seven hours to play through. So you're looking at quite a hefty amount of time and I'm maybe only a few hours maybe three or so hours in with the pigman so I've got a, a, a big chunk of game still to play but I uh, got a side mission which which basically is someone who understands that you are part of this overarching narrative and had mm. and so it's someone I met whilst playing as the bounty hunter I've now met as the pigman and he's like hey it's you um and he said, you can go back and talk to the previous character because oh, they went back to their kind of life. 
I'm like, cool, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. I'll go and see the previous character. And then I'll part of my posse. You get an extra two characters, which basically are AI controlled and and can run around with you. But she's like, you know, like a super badass character now with all of the equipment that I had upgraded her with (laughs) in my run. So I'm like, well, I'll just have this lovely shotgun that I uh, got in the last run with you. I'll have that now for this character. Oh, you could just... So you can just yoink it. You can open their inventory up and just take stuff from them. They don't turn around and be like, that's mine. Give it back. They just just give it up freely. They're like, I don't know. I I was in some sort of fever dream, and when I woke up, (laughs) I had the shotgun, so I guess you can have it. (laughs) But a a lot of it is like that. You know, uh, again, I had unused upgrades with the first character, and when I started with the Pigman, and I had an empty inventory. I'm like, oh, bollocks, I've obviously lost all of those. As soon as I went and talked to her, mm. that came over into my inventory. So suddenly, oh. I had an extra oh, three Ace of Spades oh. cards. I had an extra couple of little relics, which you used to do the personal upgrades on each of the characters. So suddenly I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like level one. I now jumped up to level four, essentially, because That's I'm cool. able to upgrade yeah. enough just from going and talking to the previous character and how and well that, I've done But that was that. a side quest? It wasn't like... So it was a side quest. Or was yeah, it... I, d- I didn't have to do so that. You could have missed it. I could have missed it completely. and just ignored it. Oh, wow. that That's quite a... Feels bad and if you find out late in the game that you could have... Like, <laughs> yes. Like, man, it yes. was a real grind starting all those new characters with nothing. It's like, oh, wow. Why don't you just... <laughs> oh. It's like playing Elden Ring with it. Being, knowing that you can run, you, you don't know whether you <laughs> yeah, can run. Like... You don't know where you know for for other people where you can even save or upgrade. You know, there's, there's tons of stuff. Play, that's play an hour there. of the game before you trigger the event that allows you to level up. <laughs> well, it's only an hour of the game, but like that first hour sucks. Yeah, it's like I, I have all these runes. I don't know what anything to do yep. with them. Yep. Um. But yeah, I'll. I'll, I'll... And I didn't have the horsey. <laughs> I'll talk more about uh, Weird West. In the coming weeks, Again. as I kind of play through more, I just hope it's going to maintain the hold that it's got on me at the moment in, yeah. in running through it. So. Cool. Yeah. Hey, it sounds like it's, it's I, I, got, grabbed yeah. you quite a bit. Mm. Yeah, to have played almost 10 hours or whatever. Um, yeah, and that. Sounds just enough Hitman-y. Well, and I did like Prey. Yeah, just. Um, you can't throw like a banana at someone. Um, yeah, throw it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> what the banana? <laughs> no, the game. The game. The game. Um, should we open up another beer? Sure. I, I only brought one cup, so I will need to rinse out. All right, but... you rinse, and I'll tell everybody our listeners, and I'll tell Lucy the other beer that I'm drinking. It's called Rifle, and it's a collaboration Ooh. between Thornbridge and Burnt Mill Brewery. Again, another supermarket rifle. beer. And as soon as I saw this one, I'm like. West Thornbridge, and it's burnt milk. Yeah, and it's also it's like, a West Coast IPA at seven percent. Yeah, a Westies. So Westies. you've got to imagine it's going to be fabulous. We shall see though. Um, I hope so. There's a bit of flavour text. A rifle is a reach of steam. Oh no, a reach of stream. Yes, a rifle is a reach of stream where shallow, fast-moving water is broken by the presence of rocks and boulders. Rifles are found on a riffles, maybe. Not rifles. Maybe it's riffles. I was going to say. Uh, oh, yeah, I that's F- two F's F- there, buddy. Riffle. 
<laughs> that makes a lot more sense. I, I was like, what is this? Beer? <laughs> water guns? <laughs> like, that's not a thing. Water Absolute rifle. rifle. Do one, mate. Uh, <laughs> riffles are found both near us here in Derbyshire and in Suffolk near our friends at Burnt Mill Brewery. The beer itself is a collective take on a West Coast IPA with an exceptionally pure malt base and a careful combination of both classic and modern US hop varieties giving a crisp, clean beer full of tropical and piney aromatics. Uh, it's got Chinook, Centennial, Talus, and a Cuanot in. Uh, I guess the malt is pale. It's like an eye symbol, so I don't know what that means, but it says pale mm-hmm. next to it. Uh, there's a nose symbol that says grapefruit and pine. There's a there's some lips that says lemon and guava. There's some cutlery that says grilled pork and pineapple skewers. Oh, yeah. So there we go. I'm not going to have those, um, so I'll just drink the beer by itself. <laughs> Riffle. I think you should source some pineapple skewers. Uh, right now, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, to be fair, the kebab shop around the corner probably do me some. Adel. Just order a pizza and pick them off. Adel, what are you what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking Six Degrees North's Madison West Coast IPA. It's an IPA. For, um, oh yeah, I I've seen that in my beer shop. I don't know if I actually have that. Um, uh, it's a seven point three percent IPA. Um, ah, there we go. Strong malt backbone, aromas of citrus and pine lead to a long bitter finish. Oh, nice and succinct. Nice, nice, short, short and sweet flavor text. Hmm. Uh, I'm not gonna pour it like a nitro. I'll pour it like a yes. Un- unlike how I've just poured mine, even though I didn't try Ooh. and pour it like a nitro, I got an incredible head, almost the same as the as the beer. But as you would expect with the West Coast, it's very, very clear. Um, it's very light in color. Really, really sort of straw. It's a little lemony almost. Not a very big nose. But it's nice. It is piney on the nose. Did it say piney? It did. It is definitely piney on the nose. A little bit of grapefruit. Heads dissipated nice and quickly, so that's gone. Ooh, ooh, that's a lovely flavour. Jesus. Ooh. Morrison's. It's, um... Might have to take a trip. (laughs) Clearer than I would have thought. By all the rifles. It's what, sorry? Mmm. It's clearer yeah, yeah. than I would have thought. From yeah, I mean, it's, 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 and it's a like West Coast IPA, isn't white. it? So they're going to go for yeah. something that's a little bit more sort of crisp and, and, and clear um, to try and stick with the uh, to try and stick with the style. But this is I don't remember lemon and guava. It says the sort of the the, the flavour of it, which they're both there, but they're quite light. Then it's that that's not what I would pick up as being the main flavors of this. The lemon is there. Now is that because it's very subtle, or the, yeah, that, in general, or is it because those particular notes are subtle and there's other things? Going I, on I think there is those particular notes are subtle. The lemon is definitely kind of there and cuts through quite a lot. The guava is a lot more subtle. It's 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 hidden quite a lot through uh, behind this sort of more grapefruit piney note you know that nose is coming through much more in the flavor it, it, it is grapefruit and it is pine sticking through with a lovely bitterness on the back end of it as well you know mm. the, the, the 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 pine and the grapefruit kind of work into but the lemon works really well that it cuts through all of it 
and is still kind of there with me now. So even when that bitterness kicks in, the lemon is still sticking around. Um, the guava's lost a little bit, but is that expected? I'm not really sure. Do we have many beers that have... I think we, guava's one that pops up quite a lot, but I don't know. I don't know. It's sort of a little bit lost in this one. Um, but not to the beer's detriment, I would say. Uh, it's still a lovely mm. set of flavours, especially for a, a 7% beer. Um, but it's nice that a West Coast IPA, again, has those bigger, pinier, bitter kind of flavours mixed in with those kind of fruity notes. Um, and and mm. that lemon. That lemon in this is really good because it is subtle. It's not like zesty. It's not sharp. It's not kind of biting. But it just cuts through enough of all of the other flavours that it is persistent through it. Nice. Mm. That sounds really good. Yeah, I mean, especially with something like lemon, which can really overpower things yeah. and get you a much more of a like detergenty feel to it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not getting that from this. That's kind of what I expected when it when it says when something says lemon, you kind of think, more well, is it going to be that big? That it just gives it that kind of um, washing <laughs> kind of note to it. That it is detergenty yeah. and is too kind of big. But this isn't big. It's not big. It's just present through the entire oh. thing. Persistently present uh, uh, through all of the other flavours. So yeah, I'm just going to just shut the fuck up and drink this. <laughs> Excellent. Well, while you do that, I will pick up this also West Coast IPA. Hmm. Which is a bit hazier than yours. Yes. It's also much more coppery. Mm. Yours is like a straw gold. Yes. This is a coppery. Um, you can still, I mean, to be fair, like you can see my thumb through it, and, right? It's diffracting, but you can definitely see it. So it's not hazy, <laughs> but like I think it's slightly hazier, but also that darker color makes it way harder to see through than compared to yours, which, you know, it's it just so crystal clear through for, for that. For, for yeah. your... If there was a lineup and someone said, pick the West Coast IPA I'd definitely go for deals yeah Ben's looks like a it's like a Pilsner yeah almost like yeah a absolutely yeah if, if, if it was for the fact that it's clearly not as carbonated as a lager yeah, it, it is it is constantly but it's got a lot of bubbles oh, no yeah. it does yeah. yeah oh it's got oh is that yeast at the bottom though that's probably all. Uh, yeah I think so, so right? it's got some sediment no the the there's no sediment at the bottom it's it's just oh, it's, 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 hand it's, it's just yeah it's my it's oh, my thumb yeah, it's, the back I think just just Ben <laughs> I am yeah second. I mean well this this thing you can't even tell that there are bubbles really going on that's oh. so interesting um on the nose I'm getting a bit of lemon which might be influenced to you but it's basically like a a light slightly tart citrus note um and it's nice and rounded almost with a touch of maltiness. Mm. But the, it fin the nose finishes with this crisp, again, very light, this crisp, almost zesty citrus part. Like, it's like the, we get a nice sort of full, slightly tart, a bit sweet citrus note, and then it finishes kind of tightly citrus. Which is kind of nice, because you get this... You know when you get, like, you eat that first fruit snack of a pack, and it's like, aha! This, like, burst of flavor, and then it goes away? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, I want that burst of flavor. Yeah. That's what kind of the, the, the curve of the ta the nose is like. It's like, aha. And then it, it doesn't linger. Okay. Um, I 
Ooh. Oh, I'm so glad I said fruit snack. That finish. <laughs> it's, it's fruity. Mmm. And it's drying me out something fierce uh, in, the, in the finish and that it is bitter on that mm. finish. Yep. Um, I'm going to have... Like hmm? Proper West Coast mm. IPA, though. Mm-hmm. So I think the tin said something about pininess, and that's not nearly as strong as the citrus. And a bit more fruity, that's non-citrus fruit in there as well. Like a, almost like a light notion of a strawberry, but I, like like a oh. supermarket strawberry. So not like a, ah, oh yes. You know when you get a strawberry from like a, a farm and it's like, this is what real strawberry tastes like. And then you get the like, this is like, you get the sort of hothoused yes. mass-produced strawberry. And it's like, this is That's fruit like this tasting fruit. <laughs> It's sort of that notion of fruit, right? It's it's there. It's a bit sweet, but it's not sort of sort of distinct. I'm not picking a specific yeah. fruit out there, um, but that works really well with that this um, this sort of slightly dank piney edge that leads into this long bitter finish. And again, it's I would say the finish is like three rungs down the ladder as far as strength is concerned, mm -hmm. but um, compared to the main taste, but it's just um, but it's lingering and it's there and it's like ah. This is really nice, and my it finishes texturally wet. So although it's quite bitter, it has this bitter lingering taste. I am fine with it. I don't feel dry. I don't feel like I need to replace it yep. with liquid. I am because I need to taste. But this is definitely a West Coast IPA that you could take as much or as little time as you want because you do have that front-loaded sort of uh, sort of fruit fruity. Um, citrusy's uh, main taste, mm. and then they have this luxurious but light, subtle finish. Yeah. Um, not subtle, light, very bitter finish. Mm. Good. But like I said, that um, that initial taste, having that same thing with the nose, right? Having that sort of that lovely sort of roundness of a fruit, quote unquote, fruit flavor, real fruit flavors. Um, you know. Uh, and I don't mean to say this like derogatorily. It just, it just has a fruity taste, yeah. not any individual one, which is fine for a beer. Um, and then there's a moment in, after that where you're like, ah, it is done now. I am done with that flavor. And that and there's like about two, three seconds where you're like, I guess I'll have some more. And then, then the finish sort of starts, because it's, again, it's a few rungs down, it makes itself known. And then so you could easily like nurse the beer after that point. Or you could just keep going back for that sort of little burst of, of fun fruity flavor. Really, really interesting. I like I really like the taste curve on this because it kind of engenders itself to both types of drinking. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice, perfect. Okay, well we'll, we'll sit and enjoy these, and we'll jump into a little bit of a talking point um, for this episode. Right, as I said at the start, rather than us having two episodes uh, this week and talking about games and having a separate topic, we're just going to do a little not shorter, a longer, but only a single episode. So we're going to chuck in our talking point uh, this week, which at the moment we haven't discussed. It's kind of non-existent, um, but there's lots. I oh. could fill time whilst you not think. <laughs> Why? What, what, were you gonna, what were you going to say, Lucy? Briefly oh. about Astro Ace. Oh, yes. Oh, what's that? It is. Yeah, wait, did you a... say Astro Vase or Astro Face or Astro Base? Astro Ace. Ace. None ace. of the above. The Ace of Spades. Yes. Um, talk, 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 I talk Ace really... of Spades and arcade okay, so... games and tank yep. controls reminded me of it. Um, yeah, I haven't played much of it because last time I played it, 
was last week. Mm-hmm. Briefly spoke about it last week. Um, but yeah, it's um, a... What should you call it? Top Man? Yeah. It's I a mean, single it's just an arcade screen. shooter, isn't it? Yeah, arcade it's an arcade shooter. shooter. Um, yeah, uh, just a single screen arcade shooter. Um, it just gets going. There's no like uh, like storyboards or anything like in Weird West or or um, Eurogun or anything like that. It's just pop into the game. Mm. It's like choose your ship and well, at the start, I think you only have one unlocked. Um, but yeah, it just throws you in. Um, yeah, it really. I was really reminded when you were talking about tank control, deal because mm. this this game is it is like yeah very. It's got like the tank control, so like yes, if you're. You know, just moving in a sh- you know straight, and then you you know try and turn and stuff like that. The, the controls, even on the you know the joystick, are just like. It it takes a while to get your brain wrapped around. Is it, around is it like it. an arc when you're turning? It's not like sort yeah, of turning yeah. on the spot kind of thing. You, you've uh, got no, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the arc is uh, wider than a bus is a lot of the time. Oh, it's the just spaceship like, that steers like a cow. <laughs> it does. It does. And there, um, as you unlock more ships, like some of them are like big beefy boys, and just like, oh man, this turn is uh is something, but. That's how the game is like balanced. Like the the ships that you unlock later on, they may be slower and a bit more, you know, tanky, but maybe they have extra light hit points mm. and um, four billion guns and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so actually, that's a good point. The guns oh. are you can you can sort of like um, pick which gun you have and you unlock better guns like says sometimes you just have like a single pew 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 line sometimes you have like a spreaded shotgun what i don't like is there are lots of things you know floating um through through the space that you're in um you know enemies asteroids that you have to avoid and there's also these pickups and some of them are like okay uh you get um you know, you, you recharge your uh, like booster, which I'll speak about later, or you re- recharge your weaponry because all weapons have limited ammo. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are mm. some that it's like you pick you pick up a different gun, oh. and in in a lot of a lot of games, it's like okay, you know, you're you're just using your your, your you know simple starter weapon, and it's like. I really, I, I'm getting, you know, surrounded. There's a big horde around me or something like that. I just really need like a flamethrower or something. It's sort of like uh, vampire survivors or something when you pick up like the flamethrower and it just destroys yeah. everything. I haven't found a gun in this game yet that in enha- not only does it not enhance it and feel better, it feels actively worse to pick up one of these guns because oh, no. some of them it's just like, okay, they're a bit slow or they do less damage or there is one that is like this like sort of like laser or just like attaches onto anything it like sort of has a homing mm. ah. kind of like arcing um laser to it that one's all right but it just feels like uh, some of these might they feel like obstacles as right. well. maybe that's intentional but yeah it feels like okay i'm not you know 
trying to get over here to go get that really good gun i'm just like yeah just keep moving past because everything's like moving through space moving across the screen and, um but yeah the game is it it's it's okay mm -hmm. i'm enjoying it like the bit that i played i think i think there are like some some negatives in that yeah i'm not i wasn't a fan of some of the weapons that you can well at this stage accidentally pick up because i was still learning the game so I was just like, what, what, what does this do? Oh, nothing good. <laughs> okay. Maybe avoid that next time. But um, yeah, the 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 control. Well, not the controls. The controls feel fine once you get used yeah. to them. But the ships are very tanky. You have this boost feature, which really helps. It sort of alleviates um, the very tanky nature of those ships. Where the boost, it can make you go faster, or you can, while well, with the right trigger and with the left trigger, you can also slow down, which really helps because if you just want to kind of like turn on like an axis it's like you're going in this direction instead of doing a really wide turn you can use the brake and just do you know pivot around right. around an axis really quickly so mm. but that's on a timer so you can't do that um infinitely so that's that's interesting how that's a balance as well um uh and yeah you can pick up things you know pickups going past that uh recharge your your booster so yeah it's it's got a few different things to it that you know not every arcade shoot uh so it's got a few usps mm. um going for it but yeah i'm gonna play some more um it seems like there's quite a few different ships different weapons so i think finding the ultimate build is probably where that game's just gonna get you know really yeah. done because it's like okay i've chosen my build i know what i want i'm gonna see how far i you know how quickly i last and it doesn't matter how quickly you last in any round because your like experience level is always ticking up always unlocking mm. new things or at least it is early in the game i don't know how long those unlocks are gonna be like um in between like get, gaining xp if that's just gonna be you know a slog later on but right now things are opening that like very very brisk pace mm -hmm. so yeah. nice yeah so i think yeah later on in the game when it's like mm, i know which build i want and i want to do yeah it, it's, it's interesting isn't it that, that it's it's, again these like rpg mechanics of of, of having builds <laughs> and being able to spec certain things are, are kind of just across the board of genres these days you know this isn't it, mm -hmm. it looks like asteroids or it looks like it's a game where people have made it after they played tons of Afterburner and games like that, which essentially you are the ship and it's a continuous kind of movement and there's enemies coming towards you constantly and you get pickups, but that is like a one-shot kind of weapon, you know, that you use. And then you're back to kind of your new thing, which might upgrade as you're kind of playing through it. This sort of seems a little bit more involved in allowing you to have those choices of, of kind of loadouts almost of what you want to be able to sort of uh, take with you and it, it sounds very similar to um, like Cycle 28 which we all played a few years mm. ago as well in that mm. it allows you yes. to have that kind of loadout and, and, and things and, and pick the weapons that you want to be able to kind of use so mm. it's interesting again that like with, with Eurogun that you've got that experimentation a little bit 
you've got the ability to kind of go, yeah, I'm just going to do it in this kind of way and see what sort of works for me. But does Astro Ace yeah. have a, uh, like, not a story, I know you said it doesn't have, like, a storyline as such pushing it through, but is it just like, you've done this level, here's the next one. You've done this level, here's the next one. I I, th- it, I think it's just, well, unless I'm very terrible at it, <laughs> I haven't seen another level. Um, I've, It's just, like, how long can you right. last for, basically. I, Which I really like. I really like those wave-based kind of um, games, and I haven't seen, like, a lot of variety in, like, the enemy ship design. Some of them are a lot of just the same mm-hmm. ship that looks like something out of a... It's that very classical-looking ship where it's, like, sort of... looks like a crab. Well, the the crescent. Yeah, mm. like, crescent shape. Something out of, like, I don't know. That really bad PS1 game, Dodger Marina, which is trash. But anyway. Um, yeah, so, so I haven't really seen a lot of enemy variety. I've seen a mm-hmm. few different ones, like bigger enemies and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like a game where it's like you're just you know getting into the action immediately, and it's like it doesn't have that quite that you know that heart pumping kind of intensity or or speed to mm-hmm. it. Um, there was a game. What was it called? The tacky. Tachyon Tachyon Project or something like that. that Just remembered the name of that. It would be Tachyon. Yeah, Yeah, Tachyon Project, which... 2015 Jesus. (laughs) Which was very neon and... Yeah, just just like Uh wave-based game. I I really like that game. But um, yeah, or or something like, I don't know, Geometry Wars Mm, or something mm. like that. Just doesn't have that. Oh, the classic. Yeah, um, just doesn't quite have that. I don't know if this game has multipliers, I can't remember. But anyway, yeah, it, it's it, it it's I think this would be great on like the Switch where it'd be like a decent time mm-hmm. waster for, you know, a couple minutes or something like that because yeah, it's um run based, but yeah. But like decent. if you're in if you're Enjoying in the it. mood to play something, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, I've got twenty minutes, I just wanna just ch- jump into something. You can jump into Astro, so you're going to go back to Vampire Survivors. I'd probably play Vampire Survivors, to be truthful, and then spend six hours playing it. So maybe I should stick to Astro Ace, because I'm not good at it. And it's like, I will die in like within five minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Like, cool. Five minutes done. Back to work, or going to do off what I should do. And suddenly it's night. And you're like, oh shit, I've, I've, I've just been fighting the hordes. I'm not quite a la carte, okay. but I am, and I fucking. <laughs> what I'm truly saying is, Astro Ace needs more casino noises and, <laughs> yeah. and bells, because and... <laughs> I'm only human. <laughs> That's it. There's only so much yeah. you can take um, without having those extra uh, sound effects just to uh, punctuate <laughs> yeah. through. Um, I mean, it's it, it's nuts, isn't it? That we're suddenly looking at lots of other games, lots of other smaller experiences, and then going, oh yeah, but Vampire Survivors. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a the good game fucking game. It's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. How, well, with how simple it is, it's to, nuts. To, to be fair, I think uh, Astro Ace might be cheaper than Vampire Survivors. Oh. So. By like, Astro by like, like 20p. Yeah. I don't know. Astro Ace is... is um, 
is it oh, two I pounds nine. Two points. Two pounds nine. Well, there you go. I don't. I can't remember. It. Vampire Survivors is something pretty similar. Oh, it. oh. Vampire Survivors is one pound eighty-eight. Yeah. No. It's, it's on, on test, It's on a 10% discount. It's normally oh. £2.09. <laughs> well. the same. I'm nobody's financial advisor, but. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you buy survivors. Uh, buy them both. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, that's at, at two quid a pop, I, you could buy them both. But also, like... I bought a medium hot chocolate on the way back from Suffolk for £4.60 <laughs> or something like that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, that's your fault, though. It was, but I had to stop because uh, I needed to fill up air in my tire. Oh, man, I haven't played Vampire so. Survivors in ages. No, I'm just, I, I'm 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 just thinking as soon as we finish, I'm going to play Vampire Survivors. No. Yeah. You're gonna get I, I mean, tie, once I, tie up your arm and just. I unlocked stick it the map, and now I'm like, oh, I should go back to those earlier levels and see what the, the, the map looks like. And it's like, oh, it's the same thing. It's just now I know their boundaries. That's that's. What <laughs> I I can't I can't I can't. Jesus, look at that all review seventy one thousand nine hundred fifty three. They are rolling in that money. What on Vampire Survivors? Jeez. Mm-hmm. They're all. They're all. That's just a review. Those are just the reviews, wow. which is such a. Yeah, they they must have just. Yeah, they have sold millions. That's nuts. Oh, what is <laughs> what? It, what and I has Ponkle done anything else? Uh, Ponkle. Maybe not. No, not on Steam. No. I'm a game and web developer with seven years of professional experience and a few more as an indie. I make games frameworks. Is that you? Are you Ponkle <laughs> <laughs> Your website does not look like you made vampire. Well, it kind of does, but in a... it's a, it's an interesting. He's got an interesting. Oh yeah, H- HTML5 it. games: Vampire Survivors, Moon Gleams, Chroma Bells, Virus Break, Tech Smash, and Raining Cats and Dogs. Because he used to work in the casino industry. Um, which that makes sense. sense. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think there've been. I think there was a good uh, article on Vice. Um, about Uncle. Yeah, about Mr. Ponkle. Yeah. Uh, they're, the first thing they say on their website is, Hi, my name is Luca. I immediately go, About Ponkle? <laughs> 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 Ponkle's, uh, Ponkle's a rich man. Mm. I do like how pretty much oh, a, wow. a lot of the reviews are just saying, Use garlic. I don't think garlic's <laughs> oh, as good as you think it is. I do, uh, cut, cut his bike. Cut, no, cut, I mean, it is. That's it, no. It, garlic is yeah, the best. It is. You can't, no, you the, can't the, do anything with that garlic. The, the Bible's fully pimped are better than the garlic by far. But if you have garlic and yeah. garlic. No, so, one, so I had a run where I had three different weapons upgraded to like their Uber Evolved versions. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I had garlic. And the garlic didn't do fuck all because yep. everything was... everything. Most things died... Outside the garlic range, and the things that didn't were still hitting me because oh. they weren't getting enough damage by the garlic. The garlic doesn't like yeah, scale the garlic with the, the later parts of the levels. A, a black hole around you. I've had garlic. Like maybe I just haven't evolved yeah, you, garlic. You need to evolve yeah. garlic enough, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and it's just a, a sinkhole. Yeah, <laughs> and essentially just nothing so, gets near you. Yeah. What? So my, I think even though it's not doesn't do the most damage, I think my favorite weapon to evolve, which it might be because it's the first one I, where I found out you could evolve weapons, was the knife, 
because knife guy gets a free projectile, mm-hmm. so I kept start r- doing runs with him. But the knife is full. There's no pause. It's just a constant stream of knives, <laughs> which makes you more aggressive because you end up sort of like because the game will give you a wave to the left, and if you go to the right, then they'll have a wave mm-hmm. to the right. So you kind of like tempo play them by running head on to them, chopping them with your unlimited knives. Which is very satisfying, but it's also very much the Adil face roll approach of, I'm going to tempt fate. <laughs> I'm not going to kite things. That. I'm going to kite myself towards them with these <laughs> knives. It's, it, it, it's one of those runs where you, you want those kinds of items where you're, you're being aggressive because you can just have garlic, Bibles, and those random like holy water vials that just throw into the screen and explode like the santa water yeah and if they're all if they're all uh, um upgraded really high you just stand still and you're just surrounded Mm. by things and everything just batters against this ring of weapons that you have around you yeah i should get back into it are there any different weapons or Getting the itch. Well, I've been playing, uh, and, and Lucy, we, we can't talk about the new build of uh, Dorf Romantique, uh, which is a game we've talked about previously no, no, when I um, played it, uh, kind of in early access. Um, it's it's a full release kind of coming out right now. And that's been taking up a reasonable amount of my time as well, jumping in and being like, oh, I just have five minutes in this. I just have five minutes in this. Um, I, I, I think... I'll just jump back into Vampire Survivors and that will be it. My life will be over again for uh, at least two weeks. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, Time well spent. Yeah, yeah I, I completely agree. I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. It, it is like we were talking about those, you know, games that we missed, you know, last week about arcade games and this is that. Yeah. You know? So it, it scratches a very particular itch and it scratches it extremely yes. well. Yep. Very, very yeah. much. Yeah, absolutely. I need, I need that on like the Switch. Or the Steam. Oh, no. Deck. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say oh, when, Steam. when you've got your Steam Deck, Lucy, that's it. You're done. Mm-hmm. Do not put Vampire <laughs> Survivors on your I Steam Deck. Well, <laughs> I might as well. sell Do you all have a my earthly possessions. Order, are you still like October shipping or what? Um, Q two. Oh. So what's that between? Q two is now. now. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't got an email though. Yeah, so because they pushed everything, they pushed everything back. Because I was originally end of Q two, and then, then I became after a Q three. Oh, oh, November. So like my, so basically, October or later is when I'm slotted, and it used to be, I was gonna be sometime in Q three. So they pushed me back a full quarter. All right. Um, so that's why I was asking. Um, I mean, I it makes it year to date almost like probably a year, because I reserved yeah. mine beginning of November twenty twenty one. Oh, holy crap! Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, because I ordered mine the first yeah, which, day, which was in the summer, I, like August. Yeah, kind so of you time? might yeah. be there. I remember where I was. I was like at, at Burning Soul, <laughs> and it's like I was like, "Come on, why is it not refreshing?" It's like, "Okay, I'll." I'll I'll stop this because I haven't seen my friend in person for over a year. I and I, I was trying to be fiscally responsible because I was unemployed. Mm. Still am, um, and I wish it didn't because I can afford that over a year. <laughs> I could, 
And then Lucy's gonna have her Steam Deck in like I don't know three months from now, and I won't get mine until twenty twenty seven. I won't rub it in your face because I won't be talking. To that's true. Anymore. Yeah, that's true. Vampire you can't podcast because you'd just be sat on the toilet forever playing <laughs> Steam Deck. Like, why would you even leave the toilet? Like, just just. No, you go to the. You both go to the bar, mm-hmm. and then you remote play together. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's going to be amazing, right? <laughs> oh, perfect. Perfect. Uh, oh, yeah. I can take and then Ben sits there uh, drinking all the drinks. I, I'm happy with that. <laughs> th- th- oh. Thanks for inviting me, yeah. guys. As we both, like, hand you our switches, be like, you can play <laughs> yeah. with this. Yeah. Cheap piece of plastic. <laughs> I don't need it anymore. Oh, it drifts. It drifts a little bit. Don't worry about it. It's fine. You, you'll, yeah. you'll compensate. It's fine. Yeah. Mine absolutely yeah. does. Mine that's doesn't. Why. None of my four controllers drift, but I also don't play it nearly as much. Yeah, true. I think I wore out the nubbins um, a long time ago. These poor little nubbins. Um, What a good place for us to finish this week. Uh, Come back. So our topic was about Yeah, that's basically it, yeah. Just vampire survivors. Um, That'd probably be our topic. Uh, Another point in the coming weeks. uh, Who knows? Especially if we all get absorbed back into it. And that's all we mm. have then played for, you know, the, the few hours that we get, the few meager hours we get every week these days to actually play games. Uh, let's jump into beers. Um, it, 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 we, we're reverting back to the, you know, an old format. We've had a couple of beers Ooh. in an episode mm. at all. Uh, um, what do you think about your beers? Have you got any final thoughts on them? Um, I like them both. Uh, so the. The Nitro Start, I think, Stout really did punch above its weight in the sense of it's being a 4% ABV. Um, like I said, only on the finish could you tell otherwise, and that means that really it just is a great Stout that you could session, mm-hmm. would seek out again. Um, the 6 Degrees North Madison West Coast IPA, mm, so West Coast IPA, but it's a little tempered in that, although it was a long, bitter finish, again, it's like a, what a like low-impact bitterness. It's just it lasts a while um and it, like i said it has that notion of like having a fruit snack and having that brief that that sort of burst of slightly slight generic fruitiness mm-hmm. and on top of that a nice clean sweet slightly tart citrus uh which really help boys everything up and then like ha- having the choice to like wait for your palate to calm down and notice and revel in that um lingering bitterness or just keep going is a really nice balance for a beer because uh, I sort of drank, I think, the first half real quick, and then now I'm on the last third, and I'm like, ah, I don't quite want this experience to end, so I've now switched to sort of my approach to the beer, and now I'm luxuriating in that finish, and I'll, it'll take me even a while after we stop recording, probably, to finish yeah. this. And that's great. It, it, I, so, even though we don't really, we stopped doing the which one would you do, I, I would easily take the Madison a second mm-hmm. time, but also I would, I would definitely think of, like, hey, if you went to a pub or someone's house, and you wanted to session some some stouts. That the Brewmaster Nitro Stout's great. I mean, if you just or you or you just wanted to like start the night with a stout without yeah, you know yeah. being bogged down by a heavier beer. Again, great. It really does taste like a stout, like a heavier ABV t- stout, and without sort of the physiological baggage that comes with having yes. a seven percent or an eight percent stout. Good, good. I I feel no such baggage. <laughs> oh. Uh, I mean, I'm speaking from other people's experiences. <laughs> All of us are more than happy to just start the day with a 13% stout. It's fine. Uh, uh, 
Oh, I have to say one more beer <laughs> thing, which is just that uh, as my parents are in town because I'm mm. officially getting my 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 degree tomorrow. Uh, you finish your PhD in May 2020. Pick it up in April 2022. <laughs> Thanks, COVID. But because of that, my folks are in town and in the country, and uh, we went to a pub, and I was like, we could get these lagers, or they have the Independence. It's a Bristol Beer Factory, or is it a new Bristol brewery? I always get those two mixed up. The Independence is PBF, I think. Anyway, it's a very easily found Bristol pale yep. ale. And my dad was like, oh, I'll try that. And I was like, okay. Proof that I did not inherit my dad's um, palate because he was like, this is too fruity. I'm like, this is such a <laughs> pale ale. Like, it's it's like a really good pale ale. It's one that, like, I can recommend to a lot mm. of people because it's, like, it's not doing a lot. It's not, I'm not saying it's not doing it well, right? But it was just so, like, oh, you are from a different generation of beer drinking, Dad. And I know this because every time I go home, you have the Saskatchewan beer called Pilsner as your beer, mm. your one beer in the house. And it's, I think I've tasted it on the podcast. It's a beer. <laughs> um, but it was just so interesting to hear my dad say like, oh, it's too fruity. And I was like, I would in a million years <laughs> describe this as fruity, let alone too fruity. We have different palates. This is not a slam on my dad. This is just like, oh, we we all taste things yes. differently, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I found, I found that really interesting and I didn't want to not share nice, it today. Nice, good. Um, I, I, how long's your dad here for? How many beers can you throw at him to try well, in so that My time? mom doesn't drink, and so we'll go for dinner, and my dad will probably have a beer, maybe mm-hmm. two, and we'll go for dinner three times. Yes. And we've already done it one time. <laughs> oh, that's fair. It's also just not a thing. Like To be honest, I remember that like back home, you can't really afford to buy scotch in... Um, in in a pub but actually like the pub i do the comedy show at Mm. it's now a neck oil is almost six quid yeah and an ounce of lagavulin is six quid Mm. and so given that i'm working and doing sound and taking photos actually nursing uh, a neat whiskey is is perfect right versus like drinking a beer and then be like ah I have to pee, but like I can only pee at the breaks because I'm busy doing sound and stuff. And at the breaks, everyone goes to the bathroom. It's like, oh, actually, give me that whiskey. That's great. Yeah, it's, it's the joy of it's it the joy of like whiskey uh, 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 as well. Yeah. I think the only problem with me having kind of rum as my um, sort of liquor of choice, it's very easy just to chuck it back. Mm. Not for me, but yeah. I'm I was sure. going to say, I don't know. <laughs> Theoretically, I mean, you could definitely do that with whiskey. <laughs> I mean, too. you can, yes, but you can. just. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So so uh, so else. I'm gonna. I might have a whiskey with my dad tomorrow. Uh, nice. Uh, oh, actually, Ben, if you had parents who don't drink, and are not particularly adventurous food wise, but wanted to go to a nice restaurant in Bristol, Ooh. I was like, oh, I've lived here for most of the past decade. I'm a vegetarian. I rarely eat out. When I do, it's like hipster, trendy bullshit that you don't want because it caters to vegetarian hipster trendy bullshit people like me yeah. i mean i i, 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 like, I live oh, in that same space so i'm not sure i can place. give you any i just thought maybe you would have uh, an idea of where i could take two 70 something people who, what was I mean, that when i'm looking go, go to asado burgers because yeah. I, I i i mean there's there's tons of like chain places 
Yeah, I guess. So they want to take me out to a nice okay. place. Okay. And the one one place I thought of was... Because, you know, I finished my PhD and it took a fucking long time. Um, and so... Um, I t- but the I was thinking of the Avangorge Hotel because of oh, the yeah? view. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Fully booked. But then I, I just Ubered us to the, to the pub, the White Lion. Yeah. So empty. And it was like... Because... It's three years of graduands in Bristol at the same time, so Uber's taking fucking forever, and all the restaurants are booked. There's, uh, what's the one up on Park Street, just up from the cathedral? Um, There's a nice restaurant up towards the top, if it still exists. That's where I went after I graduated in, like, 2010. It might not exist anymore. That might not be a thing. Do you know what it was called? Oh yeah, there are so yeah. It's Jesus, a good idea. I haven't thought about up yeah, 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 yeah. Street. My parents are like can't do long walks um, or stairs, yeah, which I, is why I like I don't know how to take you around Bristol. Yes, like, it's yes. impossible. But the, the, you know that uh, um, we went there. My dad's not a big drinker, um, and it was more for the meal than uh, than it was. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Or then you could go to uh, very close to where you are to Zetland Road. The Green Room is always a good um, a, a good restaurant. Oh, That's room. a very good restaurant. Um, again, not a big cool. beery kind of place, so it's not, you know, catering to that On sort of radar. crowd. So you haven't got to worry about that kind of side of things. But yeah, the green rooms are really nice. I mean, they're nice. fine with a pub, but I just they want it. I think they want to feel like they took me out to a yeah. nice place. And yeah. I was like, I was a student for ever. <laughs> I don't know nice places. Just eating <laughs> wherever I ate. Uh, mm. yeah. Anyway, uh, well, I will stop this <laughs> clear side conversation that I chose to ask on recording. Even Lucy's probably now. I think she might be playing Vampire Survivors. Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry. No, it's fine. I'm, just, I'm, I'm teasing you for doing <laughs> exactly what you should do, which is tune out of a very local <laughs> personal conversation. Um, for you, it's listener, fun. if you stuck around for that part of the conversation, <laughs> let us know in your, you know, where you live, the, the good restaurants that you enjoy going to, just in case we ever happen to be there. That would be great. Uh, at Tanks Up Cast on the socials. Uh, out of my beers, I'm going to go with the Riffle. Um, the Order of the mm. North was uh, just a bit bit bland and a little bit average. Uh, mm. The Riffle's a very good West Coast IPA. Um, I would absolutely pick this up next time I go to the supermarket again uh, at Morrison's specifically, because um, it is a very good beer. So that was the Thornbridge and Burnt Mill Brewery um, collaboration, and they both do great work. So uh, I'm yes, they, yeah, absolutely, collab. absolutely. Um, if you'd like to tell us all individually uh, about the things that you've been doing, I'm at Nova underscore forty seven. Lucy is juicy, and Adel is. At the or as I've said, you can come to at Tanked Up Cast on the socials as well to chat to all of us. Or go to outoflives.net to see the video version of the podcast. Look at the beers that we are drinking. Or go to our Twitch channel, Out of Lives Network, on Twitch, uh, and see us every Wednesday as we podcast live. Or look at Adel's first looks, which are on a Tuesday as well. Or see just the VOD versions. You can also go to our YouTube page, Out of Lives Net. Uh, to see previous episodes that we have done or previous streams of games that Adol has played. That's all of the places we inhabit, the beers that we have drank, the games that we have played in the last week. Thank you for joining us. We will catch you all very, very soon. Goodbye. Uh, Bye. Oh, I should talk about the little Earth project. 
talk about yeah oh shit we didn't talk about, yeah, oh, shit, we talk about you going it's fine you're on in no. the field it's... reporting yeah we'll talk about it next week yeah, definitely. Because yeah. I have got much to say. Top of that. Drinking. I wasn't taking anything in, so you know. That's yeah, alright. I'll just say it's good. <laughs> recommend. Not local, but recommended. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, oh, uh, I guess this is where I say bye. Uh, bye. <laughs> like and subscribe in the bottom bell. Blah blah blah.